Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Yes, uh, this is where we interview people. We just talk to each other sometimes about being better humans and being better at marriaging. We do this on a Friday normally when a lot of our other work is done so we can just kind of be together and look each other in the eye, even though we're not literally looking each other in the eye because we have a guest that we're going to be looking at on a Zoom call. So like <laughs> exactly. it's more of a side eye. It's more relationship of a side eye. Today. Um, we are so excited because our book came out called Everybody Fights. Everybodyfightsbook.com. Check it out. Um, but we, in, in the process, we were lucky enough to go on, you know, different podcasts and media interviews. We met so many people. We met so many cool people, but we really wanted to introduce you to Danielle and Adam Silverstein. They have the Marriage and Martinis podcast, and we had such a great conversation there that we kind of wanted to continue it over here. Um, they've been married for 18 years. They have three kids. Their podcast is an attempt to present real, authentic marriage at its core, the love, the hate, the teamwork, the struggles, the laughter, and humiliation. They talk about marriage, parenting, and everything in between, and they're about to launch their first ebook called Date Night Questions. Um, we have a lot in common with these people. We do. And, and here's the thing. We, especially during COVID, like we haven't had a chance to just hang out with a married couple that much. So it was, it was so a super that's fun. Good too. Yeah. So in this, I'm just letting you guys know a lot of you guys listen with your kiddos. And I would say towards the end of the podcast, we talk about some maybe, sexy, sexy yeah. times. So maybe just if you're listening with kids, once you hear the term, orgasm gap oh my God. might be a good time to hit the old mute button for the rest of it um but, no, but i think it's some important it's stuff it's really important stuff i would encourage you to listen just in terms about like how the the two uh, the two of us or i mean and by the, the two couples kind of handle handle some bedroom issues um but first we started talking about um their process through through counseling and how that helped their marriage and i think it's really important for anybody hesitant to reach out for help um it's it's a good listen so here we go welcome danielle and adam 
Thank you for having us. Hey, guys. We are so excited to talk to you guys. You guys have amazing resources for couples, for marriages. We love your podcast, and you were so kind to have us on. And and one of the things we started talking about when we were guests on your show was counseling. So, Penn and I, you know, we've written this book, and it kind of came out of what we learned in counseling. A lot of the stuff you talk about is stuff that probably started in counseling. Talk about why you think it's so important to be open about going through that process? I think, first of all, there's obviously so much shame and stigma around therapy for some reason. Um, I think it's getting better, but I do think that there's still this idea that if you're in therapy, oh, you're, they must have a bad marriage or, you know, she must be, she must really be, you know, not doing well in life if she really needs to be in therapy when really, you know, it's so important to just even maintain like what is going on in your relationship. But for us, we, when we talk just the two of us over the years, like we're supposed such passionate people that it would end in these terrible, awful, like screaming arguments, like the type of argument where your head is throbbing mm-hmm. and your throat hurts. And, and what a therapist did for us was like, it was a buffer, a moderator kind of, and just like, that, you know, that that padding in between like those harsh words and everything that really helped us to have the conversations that like we just weren't capable of having on our own. Mm-hmm. Adam, I'm not afraid to say I was the original resistance. And I think it normally goes across gender lines like that. A lot of times the man is the one who I think has that feeling Danielle was just describing, which is, oh, you're trying to tell me that my marriage is a failure. And they kind of jump to this hyperbole when when a wife says, Hey, I think we should talk about this. My ego got in the way. I wanted to, I wanted to think of myself as an ideal mate and admitting that there was something wrong. It took me some time. Did you experience that as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, It all started when I was a kid, I went to therapy. My parents brought me to therapy just, you know, from issues that I had growing up as a kid. And my experience with it was I hated it. It was a disaster. I couldn't I couldn't open up. I couldn't do it. So I had, a, you know, a bad memory of going to therapy. And then, you know, with the issues that Danielle and I were having, you know, like Danielle said, we were, we're both such passionate people that we both need to win the argument. And there's no end to it. There's no negotiating and there's none of that. So we knew there was it was time for something. And, you know, doing this podcast helped us lead to that because we started opening up dialogue with each other. But I was hesitant, you know, to go to therapy, number one, to admit, you know, maybe I'm wrong because <laughs> that's not possible. No. Right. <laughs> but the best thing about going to therapy was you have a third party, somebody who's not invested in our marriage to actually say, hey, Danielle, maybe this is why you're wrong and this is what you should be doing better. And, she, you know, they would say to me, you know, you're doing great. You're perfect. Don't change a thing. <laughs> but no, but, it, but it's nice to hear from somebody who's not invested that here's here's what's wrong here's why you're wrong here's why your partner's wrong and you take it differently than when you hear it from your partner i i think because i've done therapy as an adult by myself like on and off since college like i went to the student health center and got some counseling and i do feel like we should talk about going to therapy like we talk about going to the gym right i think we should all be in therapy especially after this last year but i as a couple i had never experienced it i think one of the things that 
was so surprising to me is that that he Sorry. didn't he didn't choose sides. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Like I wanted to be I was you like, wanted to be right. I was so like, bad. no, obviously I am right. <laughs> obviously. It's like and, and it turns out I wasn't always right. And you, that was yeah. eye opening. Do you feel me. like a counselor, like part of their training, like when they go to counselor school, they're like <laughs> counselor school. Okay. You can you always have to find something on both sides so these people aren't like at each other's <laughs> oh, throats. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, right. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting what you said about going to the gym because I think one of the things about therapy that makes it so um, you know, not sexy or not attractive is that you walk out of therapy and you look exactly the same. Right. So like if there were some physical, you know, if you like the, I think the fact that nobody can see the work like directly that you've been doing maybe you know it doesn't seem as enticing to go to therapy because when you walk out of a gym and you put on an outfit and whatever you can see the results right but with therapy it's like it takes time you know and the results will happen but it i i think that if there were like more immediate you know like your abs looked better after you went to therapy (laughs) exactly exactly tighter abs or you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it um well they it, can just give you a sticker after you leave therapy that says they should. i went to therapy and my mind is clearer right. now. well or like a punch card and you get something free after 10 visits <laughs> or something Wait a minute. i really want to talk more about this because particularly uh adam you mentioned that you went through therapy as a kid i guarantee yeah. you there was a different name for that when you were a kid my brother went to it too and he was like i gotta go to the shrink oh sure and, that's right and and the destigmatization of the oh my god it's a horrible word the destigmatization of this I feel like is super important. Um, how how has how has it progressed at least from like I'm want to guess like the 80s when you were doing it until now? Yeah, honestly, I think I blocked out a lot of what I went through when going to uh, a shrink when I was you know a young kid. So. Um, I don't know, but I want to actually further your point a little bit about men being a little yeah. you know, reluctant, uh, hesitant, one of the, yeah, sure. Um, hesitant about going because we, we just did a therapy session last week. Danielle's been seeing a therapist on her own, you know, through zoom and they, they wanted me on, you know, so we could do like a, you know, a joint session. And I'm wondering if, you know, I'm not hesitant anymore. Like now I love it. I have no problem doing it. But I'm wondering, are men worried about being emotional or feeling things or are they, you know, are, are some men just, you know, too macho for that? Because when we were doing this, you know, I'm not a crier. I, Danielle's, she'll, she says all the time, she's seen me cry three times throughout our whole marriage. He's seen me cry three million. I was going to say, I cried yesterday. four times yesterday. <laughs> yesterday yeah. Right? <laughs> But, you know, when we were doing this therapy session, something clicked and something sparked. And I got really emotional and I shed a couple of tears, you know, during this session. And Danielle was looking at me like, holy shit. I know. I was I can't <laughs> like, believe it. You know, and it's just and it feels good, you know, and I feel more, you know, like a, like a man going through that and feeling things about our relationship and how I'm feeling about us now compared to when I, you know, what it was like a year ago. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I had one of the questions on my little list here is like, why do you think that it falls along these gender stereotypes because of, of yeah. men being hesitant? And I have a theory. I want to hear it. Because, and Adam, you you helped me kind of think about this as we were going through it. But um, in the same way that women, I think, sometimes attach their image to like the cover, of, you know, a model on Cosmo and that, that, that deals the image issues when it comes to people who are growing up, right? I think we attach 
male attractiveness to like uh, Jack Ryan or you know the the, the character Jack Ryan, somebody or who gets John, results, John McClane in Die Hard, or like Brad Pitt in in Troy. He didn't share his feelings and cry, or like the Dothraki guy. What was his Cal Drogo? Oh, I don't even know. But, but you're yes. a huge he didn't fan. Even talk, and I was into that. See? Anyway, but, but he didn't <laughs> cry and share his feelings. He like murdered people and was just like a stud. So I think that we have this feeling that for us to be attractive to our mates, we have to be like those guys and not show vulnerability like we do in those uh, therapy sessions. I will say that like Kim, you have found me attractive in, in strange ways. Like when I clean I think stuff it's and when I, well, yeah, yeah like, when he cleans it, like I'm an acts yeah. of service girl, but, but, but don't you think that there's something to that to like the, the machismo that we grew up watching in pop culture, wanting to be more like that. Adam, do you have an opinion Crickets. on that? <laughs> you think that like it has to do with being macho, you know that you don't. Do you, want but it. I think it's super I sexy. I, don't I mean, know. I think it's been this way. For, I think men have felt this way forever. That's yeah. The thing. I mean, I, I think we're getting to a point now where things are slightly starting to change slowly and progressively. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I think it's, I, you know, if you look at the you know at TV and movies throughout whenever, I mean, go back to the fifties and you know the. The men were, you know, whiskey drinking, cigar or cigarette smoking men, and you know, and they went out and came home to their darling little wife who had a cocktail prepared for. You know, like it's been that way forever. So we're supposed to, you know, be this male influence and macho kind of guy. So yeah, so I think that's why possibly it's been this way for as long as I could think of. But it's interesting also because I think what what I've learned, and even in the past five years you know, of, of doing therapy. Like recently I, when I was in high school, I did therapy. And like Adam said, when he was younger, he did therapy. I think a, a big issue with all of it is that I think people don't realize, like, I think when I was going through therapy, when I was in high school, I went to my parents and I was like, I have an issue. And they like found the name of a therapist. And I went, I don't think there was any, is this the right therapist for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. You, you just know, went. What kind of, what kind of person do you need? What kind of person would you do best with? And I've definitely found over the years that like, you know, the type of therapist that that we do well with, I think, I mean, Adam might disagree, but I think that is a real person. Like some therapists are very serious, don't share an ounce of their background because they mm-hmm. think it's unprofessional, won't talk about, you know, like won't appear vulnerable at all on their end. And one like almost are like a talking statue in mm-hmm. some ways. And I've found that, you know, my, my therapist now, she has a personality. Like she, you know, I'll talk about something and she'll a little bit relate to how it affects her life. And I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that sharing. I need to feel like she is empathetic in some way, not just because she has a, you know, a license and went to school for it, but because she's been in a situation. And, and so I think finding the right therapist, just like finding the right doctor, you know, is really, really important. So, um, yeah, you, know, you should, it, I, I tell people it's like dating, you need to shop around with yeah. your, th- and honestly, so now the therapist I see is out in California and she's on, on zoom. And I don't know why that never occurred to me before that you could do stuff via zoom. Um, but now I'm like, this is the way it's always going to be. Cause I love her and I'm obsessed with her. Now 
therapy is fun and I know that's going to be a conversation for a lot of people listening, but you actually do have a very fun project coming up. You have a date night ebook that's available for pre-order now and it comes out in May, May 7th. Yeah. May 7th. I'm super excited about this. I love question books. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, uh, so tell us about it. Yeah, we've, um, you know, for us over the past two and a half years since we've had this podcast, like we, I mean, we communicate now in a way that we never did before. And just if you like start at the beginning of the podcast and listen over the evolution of, you know, I don't know, 170 episodes, you see the difference in how we communicate. And even like, I've learned how to frame the questions and stuff so that we don't argue and so that it's more productive. And and we started putting these questions out that we would ask each other in the podcast um, sometimes to our audience. And I mean, thousands of people like every week were like, when are you going to do the questions again? When are you going to, you know, we had the best conversation of our life or we mm. had the best sex after we answered the questions or, and, you know, but the one thing people would say is sometimes what you, you know, the, what, our podcast episode is, isn't what's really going on in their marriage at that time. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know what, let's put something out where there's 12 topics, anything that you can, you know, like you can look through each week or each month or whenever your date night is, or when you're sitting around with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And, you know, it's just like relatable questions, small challenges you guys can do together about that topic. I mean, yes, no, maybe sex, like sex lists of what would you try? What would you not try? All kinds of stuff to just like, you know, bring the communication and the connection a little bit higher. Better, you know. I love it. I love it. Yeah, also, yeah. I mean, also how one of the reasons it started was, you know, we had the same problem that everybody has now. Before we started the podcast, we had nothing to talk about. So when we, we went out a lot, we went out to dinner all the time and our conversation was, hey, what do the kids have this weekend? Right. You know, hey, how was your day? You know, like and then we'd be on our phones for 20 minutes, you know, not talking. And then we're back to, okay, what do you want to do next week? Like typical, non-productive, boring conversations, enjoying, you know, being out to dinner, but nothing really to talk about. And then you don't see each other for another week or two weeks right. by yourselves and have a conversation. And you're like, there's so much I want to talk about and we don't get to it. But yeah. we talked about carpool instead. Yeah, we t we yeah. went on our first because yesterday was our anniversary as we're recording this. Yes. Oh, happy and anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. And so we went on our first like we vaccinated and like felt safe to go out. We and went indoors. I know. When indoors. I <laughs> so this is how my husband. He, I told him, I'm like, listen, if it's super crowded, I'm not going to go. Like, I did, I think at this point, I'm borderline. Like, I have like some, like, I just haven't been out in a you while. Have, no, you have legit PTSD. I, well, had to, I had to case the joint. Like, so a he, we walked service. in and they're, they're putting like 10 feet between tables. We were in a corner. I was like, okay, I can go in. But anyway, so we actually, I feel, I felt like I hadn't talked to him in a year. But I literally, we haven't left the house. We haven't done anything besides hang out with each other. But I feel like I hadn't talked to him in a year. And I, so I felt like we were in a good position. But, but when we were doing routine date nights, it was hard to just not talk about the kids or work because yeah. we work together. So that was a rule. That was a struggle for us in but the beginning. What a great idea to have a book that you can pick up and just literally blindly point to any page if you need to. And then there's a question kind of like I grew up with this thing called the book of questions. And it was always our road trip thing because there were no phones back then and you couldn't watch TV. And there was it was always like if you could get $10 million, but also two people had to die or so like there was always like some <laughs> kind of question and I, so it was like you know but there were also some more open-ended ones 
I would love to know your favorite question or the one that's gotten the most response. And I think Kim and I should try to answer it. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm probably going to, um, I mean, the yes, no, maybe checklist is definitely like the, you know, the biggest. Okay. uh, Okay. always. So that's just, we answer with a yes, no, or a maybe. Yeah. It's like a, a list of all these things, you know, romantic or sexual or, you know, just a whole list and you go through and each of you separately has the list. You fill it out with yes, no, maybe. Then you kind of compare them. And the ones that get the yeses, and you can kind of be like, all right, well, let's see what the next step is with that. And then, you know, the ones that are the maybes, you're sort of like, all right, maybe we'll revisit that in a couple months or okay. something. And the hard no's, you're sort of like, okay, hard I pass. know that is an boundaries. So a few months ago, I went to Adam and I was like, you know, it kind of bothers me that I consider myself sort of like, you know, I'm into women's empowerment and we're raising a daughter and we're raising two sons. And I said to him, I'm like, you know, it kind of bothers me that you never listen to any podcasts, put on any music, any movies, nothing where like there's this like badass, empowered female lead character Mm -hmm. or characters, you know, like he would never just in the car, you know, I don't know, like bust out Lizza or, or, (laughs) you know, like whatever he would just he would never do that and i was like it kind of bothers me and he you know on the other hand i know that it bothers him ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. That I don't take more interest in our finances because that's something that's been a big source of stress for him. And, you know, I think so many of us have hobbies or aspects of work and stuff that our partner doesn't know anything about, but we kind of wish they would take more of an interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it would make our connection so much better. So I guess the question is for you guys, like, is there something, I mean, you guys spend all your time together. So 
maybe not for you guys, but you know, something that interests both of you that you kind of wish the other one would take a little bit more of an interest in. Ooh, I like that. Okay. There is an answer. First of all, Adam, real quick, spy Melissa McCarthy. It's like one of my top five movies. It's freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah? It's a woman's empowerment movie. It's, it's a great action film. Spy with Melissa McCarthy. And then Penn also argues that... Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Anything yes. with Melissa McCarthy is my favorite. But, yeah, but also, this is a top five favorite movie. Penn, me. Me, Penn got me to watch Game of Thrones because all of the females in I there... To, well, hang on. We started watching it and she turned it on during the scene with uh, Jamie Lannister and Cersei that wasn't written in the book, for those of you nerds know this. And they put like basically sexual assault in the show right. when it wasn't in the book and it pissed so off like, everybody. I was like, okay, I'm out. But then he just basically said every female exacts revenge and oh, is yeah. in a position of power. So like, anyway, that's how he got me to watch it. All right. So they're, <laughs> they're saying things that we wish the other person would take interest in. Take interest in. Yeah, like, is there anything yeah. you're interested in that, you know, you kind of just wish Kim would like maybe do a little bit more research or have so you guys could talk about it a little more or. Yeah. So this is interesting because he. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. He is, you're gonna answer for me. No, 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 no. I what, no. You answer, and then I'm gonna. Yeah. The answer used to be tennis. Um, I, I'm like an, a tennis addict. I play three times a week, and it's hard to justify it. Um, when uh, and also my daughter plays five times a week. It's hard to justify it when your wife uh, is you know doesn't want to play, and and so I that I think that would have been my answer until we like really took a look at what makes you happy and realize that you would only be doing that to make me happy. And that's not why I want you to do something. But I think there are a lot of couples that go out and play together. Is that something that you think that we, I mean, what about even if you didn't play together? What about if she just came like you want her to come and watch you play one day? She does that. She, no, she Sometimes. does that. She, oh, she does that. Like, Sometimes. Yeah, that's why I said this. Of the year. Yeah. I mean, this used to be like, that's not the answer anymore. No, I, I, I wish I wish that you'd be more interested in my hard science fiction novels oh my that I'm reading. Bless America. He, Do you guys know what hard science it's fiction? Hard it sounds science. really creepy. It sounds very pornographic. It's a thing. It's and like very dense novels about like orbital physics. If, and if I have trouble sleeping, I'm like, just read me a paragraph and I'm done. <laughs> um, so I it's funny. A few years ago, I, I'm with you. I had um, I was on all the self-help podcasts and all the books and all the whatever and I was like I feel like I am trying to become a better person and I I am afraid because I'm I'm making all these moves and advancements internally that if you don't come with me on this I'm afraid of where we're going to end up because I felt very enlightened I was asking these different questions and that is actually one of the reasons we ended up doing counseling yeah and I was I was definitely marginalizing those things. I think when she said she was going to a summit in Nashville, like a, a motivational summit, I think I said something like, "Oh, have fun with the trust falls." No, it wasn't motivational. It was like <laughs> it was a women's entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, trust falls. Trust falls. Whatever. Yeah, and See he was. Later. Yeah, and he. But she. But you went on your birthday, and I was like, "Oh, damn, she is over me right now." Like well, I was like, wanted, I'm yeah. going to spend a weekend with women trying to build a business and learn about what it, you know, like learn more. And I'm trying to become a better person. I'm going to do this. So he had a choice because that was our conversation. Like you can come, you can like come on this like internal process with me. And he's like, I'm not going to read a Tony Robbins book. I'm not going to do, listen, I'm not going to, that's not what I enjoy, but I will go to counseling and figure it out. So now he can speak the language. Yeah. He, he, um, and I mean, 
and I think that we are better for it. As in terms of tennis, this is, I um, I do, in my, here's the thing. For retirement, what I picture is. Pickleball. Pickleball. Like, I've never played it, but I feel like I'd be really good at it. So I'm gonna, maybe we'll start that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, we both dodged that question, by the way. We talked about things that you used to like. <laughs> but I think we, that you did, you know, but in the, I think now we are space, we spend so much time together. So if we have exactly, any, right. any hobby, I'm like, I don't need him a part of it. <laughs> right. No, that's another, that's another question in there. Like, what is it that you do that you absolutely don't want the other person that you absolutely love doing alone? You know, there's an oh, other side. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is going to be a shock to you. Okay. But there are some times that when I decide I want to go for a walk, that it's so I can listen to like my podcast. And you don't. No, no. And you it always, doesn't, and, it and, isn't not a shock to and, me. And you say, hey, do you want me to go with you? And I'm like, yeah. And you don't. I do. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, as you were here and now you're going to be out there. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think that I, I definitely need a hobby. But right now I'm like working out at home. And then he used to come in and talk to me. Oh, like, I mean, that's yeah. I know and I'm like, now. and I'm like all the middle fingers. I'm like, dude, I need I get like 45 minutes to do this. She wants exactly. me as yeah. Uh, workouts are not a social thing for Kim. Yeah. I think I'm learning that more every day. Really? <laughs> <laughs> These are good questions. See, look, but we just talked about it maturely and we're laughing yeah. and we're smiling. Yeah. And so apparently you- it leads to better sex. So I'll get back to you guys on that. <laughs> um, and so Penn went through, you have a great Instagram feed. Yes. And he went through and found some of your quotes. Oh, yeah. They're and, right here. And so I think his plan was to ask you to explain them a little more. Oh, okay. For sure. That just might be the secret that has kept us together all this time. We know who we are, and we do what's right for us in our marriage. It turns out that people will judge you no matter what. So you really have to do what's best for you and your spouse, because in the end, it boils down to the two of you and your connection. Where did that come from? That comes from um, all of the unbelievably explicit things we sh- we share on our podcast and all the people who would when we first started the podcast who would say to us how are you going to walk around your town when you know everybody knows your business and you know what are you going to do if your kids listen or all of those things where people were sort of like how could you you know or where why or um And there was, I mean, for the most part, people have been really, really supportive, but there was definitely that other side. And, you know, I want people to remember that when it it comes down to it, it, it's not about anybody else. It doesn't, you know, it's about like, we're proud of what we're doing. We're proud of this. And, you know, if, if someone around town sees us at the supermarket and is like, oh, that's that couple who went through that really bad, you know, financial crazy time, or, you know, they heard it, or yeah, I think that that's way more reflection of them than it is of us. And we're telling our own story. You know, if you're honest and you tell people stuff, then the, one of the most liberating things is the fact that then you're in control of your story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. do, uh, do you want to share with us one of those specific tough times, like in a nutshell, kind of what happened? You want to? I don't know anything. Tough time. In our marriage, I mean, you mentioned tough time in our marriage. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we've we've talked about it so much. What actually made us start the podcast? You know, we were going through a really tough time. You know, my uh, my dad was sick and you know recently passed away, 
And I was, you know, we were having fights, you know, maybe I was short tempered and Daniel wasn't understanding what I was going through, you know, whatever it was, we went through a really bad period for about two years where I was escaping and I was going away and I was going out to dinner by myself, like just not being home. I didn't want to be at work. I didn't want to be at home. I just wanted to just have some time away. And, um, so, you know, Danielle came up with the idea of let me keep Adam home, keep him safe, keep us together. And, you know, we'll start this podcast, you know, to which she thought, is he really going to want to start a podcast? You know, <laughs> and I just said right away, like, yeah, let's do it. This sounds amazing. So we went from this awful two year period of just not communicating, fighting, me not being around. And Danielle had, you know, 100 percent of everything at home with the kids and everything. And I was doing nothing. And uh, we resolved it by starting this podcast. And we, I was home. We were talking. Well, it's over two and a half years well, yeah, it took time, <laughs> but it was a progression it wasn't like we put out the first episode and we were oh, like yeah no. it was, it's a process <laughs> but um no it was it was the worst part of our marriage you know the worst time that we've had so do you so Penn and i had this conversation last night before bed because we've written this book and we've kind of gone on the record that our you know we've not we do not have a perfect marriage but we have one that we're committed to doing well You've done the same thing, but we all know couples who've done this, who've made podcasts and sold books and done things to to talk about marriages and making it better, who then very publicly split. <laughs> so do you guys, do you guys think, because Penn's like, well, we just put ourselves on the record that we're, I'm like, well, first of all, the only way you're getting out of this marriage is in a pine box. So you're stuck with me. <laughs> So I feel very confident with it. But like, did you guys consider that? Because like now you guys, your business is out there and you're very public. And so your success and uh, your financial livelihood is directly tied to your success as a, a married, a married couple. couple. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. We could have very easily split. It, it probably would. Oh, yeah, happened. we almost did. Well, even before we started the podcast, it, it was on its way there. Okay. But starting the podcast could have been what made us split up because we were actually engaging and talking to each other and our emotions were coming out and we could have both realized, yeah, okay, now we're being, you know, more friendly than we were, you know, before. Maybe the right thing to do is we don't want to be with each other Mm because now that we're talking and getting, you know, everything out in the open, but it did the opposite for us. You know, we started this podcast and we started you know finding out oh we do love each other and we do want to be together and we do have things to talk about other than absolutely nothing mm-hmm. so um so it went the opposite way for us luckily but it could have been the other way very easily i, totally and I, I do think that um you know we're at a point now where we, I mean, we're definitely committed. I think that like, as we get older, you know, now is sort of, sort of like the, the thought of growing older and doing all that stuff together. Like maybe we'll take a year off or something, go our separate ways and come back to get, no, I'm just kidding. What? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, an option. I mean, I mean that, that's okay. Maybe I mean, we could talk maybe, about this. <laughs> maybe we should like start, like that could be a thing where you take like a sabbatical. Right, just for like a year? Yeah. Like, we get the kids. I go. Pen is, Penn's armpits are sweating right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, we, um, no, uh, listen, you, I think that when it comes to it, you never, ever know, obviously, what the future holds. You, um, I think that when we put ourselves out there, by no means are we saying that our problems are done and solved and, you know, we will never 
ever have a hard time again. I certainly hope that was our last rock bottom and we don't go there again. But, um, but I also think that you got to do in life what you got to do. And, and God forbid we, we ever needed to separate. I hope we never would. Then, you know, I, I would hope that the feedback would be like, okay, obviously they needed to do that and mm-hmm. we need to be supportive and non-judgmental because people need to do what they need to do. Yeah. I didn't want to come across the wrong way, by the way, we still have our, you know, heated debates, you know, yeah. we're, we're still a very, very, you know, work normal <laughs> couple work in progress. You know, we're still having the daily, you know, the, you didn't fold the laundry today or you mm-hmm. didn't uh, do whatever to, you know, the everyday things they're still there and we still have, you know, those, those fights. Yeah. And I think you guys have done a good job of painting yourselves as like a very real couple. So I don't think you have painted this image of perfection. And I think that's where it gets tricky for people. You paint an image of perfection. Like we've conquered this, we're done. And then it's it's so unexpected. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll be there in a year. Did you have another quote? Oh, yeah. Hang on. Sorry. I got, I got. This one may or may not make the final cut. We'll see how Kim feels about it afterwards. Uh, We are working hard to get experts, resources, and products to help close the orgasm gap. Yeah. Talk to us. Super interested in this. We've done a lot of episodes about this. I'm very interested in it also, as I think every other female is. Um, There is, you know, an obvious, like, when whether or not people admit it, there is, it takes a woman... An average of at 13 least 13 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I looked it up. Wow. Yep. yep. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Can we have to talk later. <laughs> uh, no. So I, you know, we what, but it's not talked about. You know, and I think that a lot of times in physical relationships, that at the end of the night, you know, everyone, when it's quote unquote done, the part ever both partners roll over and they're like, okay, well, the guy finished, the girl didn't. And that's just kind of the way it is because that's our anatomy and everything. And it's harder to make a, to please a woman. And that's all utter BS. Well, yeah. not all utter BS. I mean, we'd have to go like eight times in a row to reach 13. Minutes. Well, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we actually wrote a chapter on this. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, we've, because we, we, um, we, we, we have a no child left behind policy. Not child. Oh dear God. No partner left behind policy. <laughs> So that, you know, we were like... The child is your orgasm. Yes. So that was an issue. That, yes, there were times when it's like, of course, there's, you know, there's times that happens. But then if let's it's modern parenthood and we're working from home and we've got we've got eight minutes, let's do this, then great it's yeah it's fun but nobody's like well i'm not we're like not high-fiving each other at the end of the day day. well also that's we have that like and we have that conversation with those expectations brought in but for the for the most part it's just like for me i am in such a better mood when you also get there yes like way better it's a thousand times better and i think that's the case for most guys like they enjoy that ability and sometimes uh to adam's point that requires additional attention <laughs> exactly yes and, and so even if you're bringing in like the heavy artillery like yeah. let's do this and that's uh, been, yeah that's been an uh, ongoing process for us too i mean wh- when we first started doing these episodes i think adam's mentality as i think a lot of guys are is it's just sometimes it just doesn't happen yeah you know for you and and that was just acceptable and okay and and you know i think that that's I think he's not alone in that. I think many, many men feel that way. 
Um, and I think women too, that they, they just figure that, you know, it's not going to happen because it's just more difficult for us. But, but when you do the science and the research and you boil it all down to, you know, a woman's like anatomy is made for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's it, it, just yeah. not enough information being taught, obviously, in school and by your parents and everything that that tells you this stuff. And here's the most important thing to know as a man that, yes, it is made for pleasure. And B, the thing that brings it to pleasure isn't doesn't necessarily look like you think it does. Like I right. when she first mentioned like, oh, I think we should maybe like check out some vibrators. I was like, OK, let me check them out. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be like a giant, like six foot long. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. It's going to be like a telephone pole. And it's this tiny little thing that my penis cannot do. I'm like, there, I can't. If, 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 if my, if it could do that, we would need to go to a doctor immediately. Cause there's like something wrong with me. And that was like a really, like a super relieving moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talk about a lot in our book. If, if you, if your kids are still listening, um, no, to the point where like for 40th birthdays to my girlfriends, I send my favorites. I'll send you some links of my favorites and he's super into it. He's super into it. And so, but, but that being said, still takes some time. So we're not like, unless we're in it, like, unless we're both high-fiving at the end of this, like, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. So, um, right. well, well, I'm glad you're taking up that cause. Cause I think it's so important. And I think that women, That is something with, you know, uh, your partner you've been married to for a long time. You see him floss his teeth in his underwear, but yet it's so hard to have that conversation of, hey, and we're not both walking out of here super satisfied. So, and it needs to happen. So, date night questions, man. Date night questions. (laughs) Um, You guys, we're so excited about your ebook, and we'll put the link. um, Where else? We'll put the link in the show notes, but where can people find you? Yeah, we're uh, Marriage Martinis podcast. Anywhere you get your podcasts, our Instagram account is kind of like our our fun home base where you know everybody sort of hangs out, and we have a lot of fun in our stories, and we do some lives there and everything. Um, and yeah, our website you can order pre order the the book now. You get it's twenty five percent off right now, and you get kind of fun bonus questions and everything if you pre order. Uh, and it comes out May seventh, so marriagemartinis dot com, and you'll see the link to pre order. And yes, yeah, so thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited about this this book and I think so many people will get uh, you know, it'll be useful for yeah. so many couples. And and I want to give a shout out to Adam. Adam, thank you for going along on this ride. Like I think that's I, I, I hope that you get gratitude enough for saying yes to this and for making this like a big part of your right. life. And because thank you. I appreciate because that. dudes need this. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Like from, you know, I, you know, from what I was, I said before to what I am now, this thing helps, you know, this, these conversation really do help. If you want your marriage to be, you know, better than it could be or than it was, this does help. And Hey, I'm through. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 